Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, October 20th. Let me turn down the TV. Uh, I was just listening to the shocking news. Um, after seven weeks, the Prime Minister of the e- England resigns. Uh, this lady was a wacko. Um, she was a wacko from the start. If you watched John Oliver last week tonight on HBO, when she came into power, um, he mentioned she's an absolute disaster. Um, and she turned out to be an absolute disaster. Uh, look at what she did. The Bank of England had to step in when uh, she announced tax cuts for the rich. Um, shit like that doesn't go over in England very well. So uh, seven weeks in, this is basically like seven weeks in our president saying, you know what? I led you wrong. I'm going to resign. Go and hire somebody else. That's how shocking this is. Um, I'm just, I mean, honest to God, I'm I'm lost. Um, Let's go over. I'm going to go down my notes just from top to bottom because, uh, like I said, I got a lot, a lot of things to, uh, to bring up. One thing I wanted to bring up, because it was brought up by a, a listener, I forget who, but Generac, and, and uh, this is the danger uh, of trying to time and price the market. Generac Holdings, which is the generator company, which is, um, you know, backup generators for your house. Hold on, I need water. Hmm. Generac pre-announced before their earnings, their earnings are set to come out uh, November 1st. They said, hey, we're going to lose a ton of money um, and we're going to lose a lot. Well, it was down. It Did it gap down? I think there's a gap here. I just can't see it. It's outside the Bollinger Bands on the bottom. It's down at 110. Uh, the buy-in, it was ironic because um, yesterday, or I'm sorry, two days ago, uh, we had a, a MACD cross-up at 147. Uh, it's trading at 110 right now. I, You can do your own research. This is one that has been sliding down. My guess is that uh, it will continue to slide down. Um, that MACD is going to move pretty, pretty aggressively down. The RSI is at 20. Um, back on September 22nd, it was at 15. This is gapped down continually. Uh, there's no reason to buy this right now, but it's one to keep an eye on. And and the reason you keep an eye on it is they are a decent company. It's just they ran into the same thing that a lot of people have. And, and they've t- talked about permitting being an issue and uh, other things. So um, do your research, but understand that, that this is a company you don't want to touch right now. And even though it's been beaten down, uh, and I always say any reaction is an overreaction in the market, uh, when they bring up fundamental problems. Uh, revenue, uh, installations, uh, operations. When they bring up fundamental problems like that, you don't want to touch it. It's different. Uh, Just for a comparison, Target. Target and Walmart both said, hey, we've got inventory issues. Well, they've gotten rid of their inventory issues and and they're on the way back up. There's a gap in Target that you can see clearly here. I'd say the the, the 156 buy-in point, I think that's a great point because The 200-day has been used as a resistance level, but you're seeing yesterday that the the candles are starting to break through. A sustained breakthrough on target would indicate to me, yeah, go all in, Um, because then it's going to use the 200-day as support rather than resistance. Uh, Right now, I would would absolutely buy target at 156. Um, I own target. I have $20,000, $30,000 worth of it. Uh, I think at one eleven. So I'm in there. So let's continue down on my notes. But Generac is one. It got slammed with their pre-announcement before earnings. Um, there was a person on yesterday. And I, oh, I'm sorry. I think it was um, Joe Terranova on CNBC. He said he was talking to commodity traders. 
And uh, one of the things that really stuck in his head, he said, was oil seems to be the only commodity. And this was from a lot of his people that said, hey, um, we trade commodities and what we're seeing in the commodities market. Things, this, And this was the, the thing that stuck in his head throughout all of his discussions with the commodity traders, not just one, but traders. Oil seems to be the only commodity that's really driving forward. Natural gas seems to be pulling back, but oil consistently, they're hearing that they have this supply demand component that will push it up. So he was saying, hey, continue to get into oil, continue to do, uh, do what you want, uh, do what you can uh, to try and invest in oil. Now, Exxon got an upgrade yesterday. I talked about there's no way I think it hits the 52-week high of 105. I think it hits the 52-week high of 105. I was wrong. Um, I, it, this has all the confirmation in the world right now. Uh, I think the price target that they put on it was 120. Um, their earnings are coming up. I, I, I was thinking of selling because I saw the button hook. Uh, trust in the algorithm. <laughs> the algorithm didn't get you out. So you've got a buy-in here on September 29th at $88 on uh, Exxon. Fantastic freaking move. All the other energies look exactly the same. Um, we can bring up Oxy, which indirectly has a MACD cross-up. So it's a double cross-up. You've got a MACD cross-up that you can see the MACD on Oxy. It's just kind of flat. I said yesterday, not sure. But there's an upward movement in this. It's not quite above the nine-day, but if it closes up today, you should be above the nine-day. My personal opinion, if it hits that 70 mark, I think we've got more room to go up. Uh, their earnings are coming up on November 8th. Um, when we look at Devon, this is another one of mine. Um, Devon Energy is up 1% at 72. This one is above the nine-day right now. If we take a leg down, it might be below the nine-day, but it's above the nine-day. The gap below still worries me, but right now oil has a, a supply-demand issue. Um, yesterday, what, what we saw with, when the market went down, the, the market is moving in line with bonds. So when bonds move up, the market moves down. When bonds move down, the markets move up. Um, it's For the last month, two months, three months, probably since January, to be honest, um, that's the way it's been. But it's even more kind of, eh, um, you know, correlated at this point in time. Uh, I got a voice message, and I'm just going top to bottom, by the way, on my notes. But I got a voice message from Justin on the Anchor app. Justin, thank you for listening, and um, uh, thank you for sending me this one. Uh, ABML, American Battery Recycler, ABTC, I think is the symbol. Uh, American, let me see, American Battery uh, Technology, ABML. Uh, that's the symbol. Um, he wanted me to look at this one. This is probably, um, uh, it's been a, this one is probably a trade. I don't know that it's necessarily a, uh, a, a buy and hold. Let me see. This might be one of the retail traders. Uh, I can't even find it on, it's not even on Finvis. Uh, battery. Yeah, it's not even on Finvis. So I can't look up the, the actual fundamentals on this one, um, American Battery Technology, you do ironically, and I say ironically, yesterday, or you had a cross-up at 60 cents, 60 cents on the nose. Um, ABML, let's look, uh, in Finviz, or I'm sorry, Active Trader Pro. I'm going to move to Active Trader Pro so you can see it. Uh, all right, Whew. <laughs> boy, yesterday's 60 cent move, oh, wow. Today it's at 70 cents. It's trading at 72 cents right now. Um, that's a big move. It's a big, big move. Uh, since I can't look it up on Finviz, I can't look up the fundamentals. I will tell you the chart looks ugly. It, this looks like a falling knife. What happens with a lot of these, and, and this has, um, since it's a battery recycling uh, company, what happens with a lot of these is it gets a lot of retail attention. And when retail gets in on it, these things, when they get under a dollar, they move. And you can see when I look at a daily and we go all the way back here, the chart just, it's downward. It's not downward a ton because it never really went up. 
February 2021 was where it, it kind of shot up from 69 cents all the way up to $3.50. And then it's just been in decline since then. And you can clearly see the decline on the daily. Um, when you zoom in a little bit, uh, the average period moves about 6%. So it's a great trading stock. Uh, I say that because um, if you look at over a thousand candles, you've got 27 positions. Your wins are 30%. But if you win 30% of them, your average win is 247%. So when you run this algorithm and you get an ironic um, you know, cross up here at 60 cents, doesn't mean that you're going to win on the algorithm because I think the algorithm, eh, you even look back here, August 3rd, 70 cents right here. Uh, it ran all the way up to 89.90, but it got you out with a 10% here at 77 cents. Um, but you had plenty of time. What's that? Three, four days. Uh, so I don't know. This one looks interesting in that yesterday's uh, candle alone, the afternoon candle, 16% during the period. Your low was 57 cents. Your high was 73 cents. So I think you look at, you know, obviously you've gotten this from probably some type of retail trading thing because I see the 10-day volume is 2 million shares, 90-day volume is 1.4 million. So you have the volume on there. Uh, it doesn't have an earnings. It, it's a micro cap. This is a super small company, only $449 million in market cap. Um, the day range yesterday was 50 cents to 73 cents. It's got the upward trajectory right now on a one-minute chart. Um, I would say it doesn't have a sustained run um, right now, but it's still within those Bollinger Bands. On a five-minute chart, you've got, you're just hitting the nine-day, but you've got confirmation above the 21-day. So since I can't look up the fundamentals, I can't tell you, hey, this is a great stock to buy. But trading-wise, looks freaking brilliant. Trade it all, all you can, Justin. Uh, make sure you're trading uh, on Active Trader Pro. I use the Bollinger Bands and Nine Day at Twenty One in the VWAP. Um, if you log on to uh, Active Trader Pro, maybe I'll I'll do some live trading of this one um, after after uh, I record the podcast. Uh, Tesla earnings. Tesla, eh, it was a uh, miss on revenues, a beat earnings per share. The key point for Tesla was margins. And their margin slipped from 28% uh, to 26.8%. So the stock went down. The buyback wasn't announced. Elon tweeted out that he's behind Tesla 100% right before the earnings. Um, so there was kind of a, a thought process that, yeah, it's not going to be what the street expected. So the stock live right now, let's see where it's at. I think, oh, I can even tell in Active Trader Pro because it's in or I'm sorry, Trend Spider. It's at 208. Um, I've kind of said, hey, when I looked at the daily on this one, I think it was the daily. Um, there's a gap here, and I think I took out my, um, uh, yeah. See this gap here? Um, and it goes all the way back to December of 2020. But it's at 146. You can clearly see that we still don't, on the daily, have any confirmation above the nine day. So when the new candle comes up, you're going to be down here, which is even further below the nine day, but you're hugging that Bollinger band. Um, you're getting that, that kind of, um, capitulation and it's moving forward, but then you've got this move down. So depending where we close out today is going to tell me, okay, where is the trend on this one? Because that 200 day is moving down, but do we move up to cover this gap at 250 or do we move down? To cover that gap at 140. Uh, I just don't think that you've got too much uh, positivity in this stock. Um, Las Vegas Sands. Um, uh, Vegas Sands. Uh, let's see. Sands. Uh, do, 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 do. Las Vegas Sands. LVS. This is one. They beat on revenues. Um, but earnings per share were down. And, and the reason they, they, their earnings per share, per share were down because they have a ton of debt. And servicing that debt as interest rate goes up, um, Anthony Scaramucci just tweeted out, Liz Trust lasted 4.1 Scaramucci's because Scaramucci, I 
think he resigned after uh, uh, one week or three days after tr- being Trump's uh, press secretary. Um, but Las Vegas Sands, um, it, it's 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 based on Macau. You're going to see this one pop when China says, "Hey, Macau's fully open," uh, because every one of their other properties uh, popped. And during a recession, casinos can be a fairly good play. Um, you've got gaps. You can see you've got gaps all over this one. This is a four-hour chart. You got gaps up here at forty-one. You're trading at thirty-five. You've got gaps up here that haven't been filled, thirty-eight to forty-one. Um, you've got gaps down here at twenty-nine. But those Bollinger Bands just opened up, and we're moving down. And so I I, I wanted to bring this up just because. Uh, casino stocks have been rather hot. You can see that the move up from here from 29 from June all the way up to the 40s. Um, and, and you even had this recent run up here in the beginning of October from about 38 to 42. I, I'm not a big fan of this one, but I, I will tell you once Macau opens, uh, I think Las Vegas Sands uh, moves. Uh, somebody, I, I forget who it was, but it was somebody on YouTube brought up uh, IBM. And uh, uh, I think it may have been Zephan, but it might have been someone else. But IBM is one. I said, hey, hold into earnings. Well, they beat. They didn't blow it out of the water, but they beat. And let's see where we're, uh, we're trading at. Uh, IBM, I'm glad I told you to hold on to it. Um, but you're, it, it's still, a, it's just a boring tech company. Um, so after hours, they closed at 122. They're trading at 128 right now. You've got that buy-in here at 121. I would probably hold on to this one. My guess is that you'll get up to probably 120. You're going to use that 200-day as resistance. You can see the last time it broke over the 200-day in August, it couldn't even hold the 200-day. So you've got this gap up here. You may be going to 137, but you've definitely got a, a, your, your range bound. And your range bound on the downside, which means that the upside there's just not a lot of upside here. Not a lot whatsoever. If I go to, um, let's go to a weekly. IBM's a long-time traded stock. Uh, if you've held it um, since 2022 or 2016, you haven't made any money other than the dividend. Dividend's decent. I think it's got a 5% dividend. Let's see. Um, and that dividend has been safe. Yeah, 5.39. So. Hasn't been a horrible thing to hold. It's held its value. But, you know, with you guys being younger, there, there's no reason to hold something with a 5% dividend yield uh, without any capital growth right there. So, uh, Lamb Research, LRCX. This is an interesting one because uh, these are chip makers as well. Uh, LRCX. Let me look at Finviz so you can see the actual um, description of what they do. Uh, designs, manufactures, refurbish, and services semiconductor processing equipment in the fabrication of integrated service uh, circuits. Uh, they've got a PE of 10. Um, I think this is ABML uh, or something. No, ABML is the battery one. Uh, I forget the other one that reported the day before. But both of them uh, have, have produced really good results. Um, this one, I think it was up pre-market. Uh, CX. Um, let's say, do, 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 do. Here we go. Um, you're up. I mean, it closed at 3:30. You're up at 3:31, so it's not flying. Um, but it, the, the the cross up happened. It was 3:28.55 yesterday, right before earnings on yesterday's candle. 3:28.55. I don't know that I'd buy this one, but the good news is since they beat. Uh, my, in my mind, that further strengthen, strengthens the, the call yesterday I made um, of SOXL, which, uh, you know, the cross-up happened at 727. Uh, let's look at SOXL live. Um, it's at 759. So you can see it kind of dipped down here to 738 in the pre-market. It's kind of come back up, and it's uh, trading at 760. So... It doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of gain, but I think this is one that you can hold on for a couple of weeks and maybe cover these gaps at 10. Um, in my mind, I think you know the chip makers have been significantly down. You've got 
the futures are down right now, and, and it's just the turmoil that's causing the future down. Uh, the market doesn't like a prime minister who resigns, um, more banking issues over there that may not be able to be covered, so the Bank of England's going to have to step in. There's a lot of problems, but I do see SOXL with that 727. I see that as a good one. Um, even though the market, I, I, I continue to say the market's in a downward trajectory, um, 727 with that RSI down there, uh, I, I think you you probably put in a, a stop loss at $7. If it goes from you know, down from 758 right now to $7, I'd probably get the hell out of it. Um, you know, wait for a $6 kind of handle, buy in when you have a little bit more market um, positivity. But I do think that SOXL is the, the, the one to buy at Lamb Research or any of the other chips. I'd rather buy this one, which is a triple levered, get some medium term. And, and then once we're in a long to, uh, sustained long term uptrend, then I think you can start to buy um, some of the other names. I personally own AMD. I own, um, I don't, I own AMD. I don't own Qualcomm, even though that's my favorite. I should have bought Qualcomm instead of AMD. Um, Qualcomm had a cross up did you do a couple of days ago, I think. Yeah, 111. Uh, and you're at 112. You're trading at 112. AMD had a cross up, I think, at 55 or maybe 51. Um, no, 50, it looks like 60. 58. 58. I can't read it. But it's like 58. It's trading at 57. Um, NVIDIA is one you could buy. Uh, that one's one. Uh, let me address. Um, it was Corey's question since I'm talking about SOXL. Corey said, um, where do I think that SOXL will be in 2025? Um, you don't buy SOXL for 2025. And the reason you don't buy SOXL or any of these triple levered is because they're, they're fees and they're trading on futures. So essentially they're trading stock options. And those fees eat into your asset performance. So if you're buying for an investment, all you're buying in SOXL is actually um, calls and puts. And these guys trade it based on the triple levered moving. Um, and so when, when a stock goes up, they're buying more, uh, more calls, more long-term calls, uh, more future calls. And, and they're essentially moving that needle of that stock so that it moves three times um, and they can do that just based on buying the options. Uh, that's why you don't want to buy it is because they're going to take out uh, a significant amount of your quote unquote capital in fees. Uh, you're better off buying something, uh, just a name or even buy, uh, you know, just a, a regular. Uh, there's tons of ETFs that will actually buy the actual um, uh, asset below. Uh, just look up chip. I can look it up later. But do not buy SOXL thinking that you're getting an asset. You're not. You're actually getting a decaying asset. It doesn't buy the underlying stocks in the companies. It just buys the options that actually expire. And it does that to triple lever it. It is a trading tool, not an actual uh, buy and hold and own tool. Um, Fundstrat, uh, the guy from Fundstrat, not Tom Lee, but the other dude. Uh, I think they're... Uh, He's the technician. He said that oil services is the way to, he thinks oil services will outpace um, uh, the actual oil companies. And so oil services, there's a Vanek oil services ETF, OIH. This is the one that he recommended. We had a MACD cross up here on September 30th at 210. This is just like every other oil stock um, and, and oil fund. But OIH is a good one. He liked it. Um, the asset uh, performs, if you buy and held it a thousand candles ago, 157%. The algorithm with uh, 29 positions, 71%. Here's the key. Uh, you're winning 40% of the time and your average win is 15.57%. So the, the, the September 30th right here, uh, the cross up, you do have a gap down below, which again, on most of these energy stocks, I continue to say, when you see that button hook, and that's why I get nervous with um, all of my energy stocks, when you see that button hook and there's a gap below, you should worry. Well, this one has a gap below, doesn't have a button hook. You've got all the confirmation in the world. Um, do you have a, 
you had a second MACD cross up here uh, yesterday. So uh, OIH is the symbol. He seemed to like it. He's a technician. He's done a lot more research than I have. You can see if you're watching on YouTube Live, there's a button hook right here, October 6th and 7th. Um, the, the algorithm did not get you out, continued on. You're above that nine day. You're trading above that Bollinger Band. Probably going to settle out. But as long as uh, oil continues its rise up, you should be fine. Um, this is a, a services. So do your research on it. Uh, in fact, let me see if Finviz, I don't think it provides me who, which stocks are the underlying um, asset in this one. No. Uh, I'd have to go into Fidelity to look at that. There's other places you can go. But this one is up 41% year-to-date. Uh, it's got a 0.69% dividend. So you're not holding it for the dividend. You're not holding it for anything. You're really just looking at it from a, um, an asset perspective. Um, American Airlines. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Alcoa, which sells and, and produces aluminum. Uh, they lost a ton of money. Um, they announced they lost 33 cents per share. Uh, look at that. The previous, they made 267 per share. They lost 33 cents per share. They blamed a lot. This is a, you know, aluminum's kind of a commodity. They're the ones who were lobbying the Biden administration to, uh, to, uh, get, uh, ban Russian aluminum. Um, I don't know that I'd necessarily get in on this one. It's a cheap stock, but it's going to open down. Let's see. An Active Trader Pro. Um, it closed yesterday at 37. It's at 34 in pre-market trading. Um, the 52-week high, so you know, was March 25th, $98. This is a commodity. Remember I told you that commodities were going down uh, aluminum, you know, Alcoa is an aluminum company, basic materials. Uh, their PE is 7.4. They have a 1% dividend year to date. They're down 36%. This is like every other commodity that I've seen. Their ex-dividend date is October 31st, but with that small dividend, I probably wouldn't do it. Now, here's the performance chart. Um, over a thousand candles, which again, with four hour candles, you're getting two candles per day. It's about two years. You've made 106%, or I'm sorry, 184% buying and holding. The algorithm's made you 106%. Your average win is 16%. The, the algorithm doesn't have you in. It just got you out. It got you out right before earnings. You should have sold before earnings, but it doesn't actually get you out. It had an 8% win. When this one ticks up, you have a 50-50 um, a chance of actually playing a win. Your average win is 16%. So it makes sense over 500 candles with one that's been beaten down like this. I'll show you kind of the daily. Um, this was one that, that ran up with the commodities trade. 100% during 2021, during 2022, the, the, the beginning of 2022, when you saw commodities going up, this one 100% ran up. Uh, and now that we're in higher input costs and inflation, you're seeing it just drop down. And it's a commodity, 100% of commodities play. I wanted to bring it up because it has been beaten down. It's below its 200-day. It's crossed below there. Um, it's going to use that. You can see right in August, it used the 200-day as a, a resistance level. Um, but it, it's right in the middle of its Bollinger Bands. I wouldn't expect it to go up. If you go back to uh, COVID, pre-COVID, <clears throat> we're going to have to go back to a weekly to go pre-COVID. Um, pre-COVID, this was trading at about $20, $20, and it's got a significant volume shelf right there at 20. Um, so it's got a lot, lot longer to go down if it does go down. Um, just, you know, on the weekly, it used the, the 200 day as support level. Um, it, it's kind of bounced off of that. It's at 33. So I think it's still got a ways to go down. It's going to probably go down to a 33 would be my guess. Um, Exxon, XLE, OIH, uh, those were the final trades. We can look at Exxon. Uh, I kind of, I think I looked at this one already. 
Um, but Exxon, you've got the confirmation up there. It's it's near its 52 weeks high. If you don't want to pick an energy company and you just want to buy energy, I've kind of mentioned this before. This had a MACD cross up on September 30th at 72. And I, I told everybody, hey, at 72, buy it. The MACD cross up, you got no reason not to buy energy. When the MACD crosses up, you might lose a little bit. But at the end of the day, you could just buy it and hold it if you wanted to. Um, uh, OIH, is that the oil services? Yeah, that's the oil services that Fundstrap brought up. Uh, that's one of the final trades that they said too. The other final trade that they brought up on um, the After Hours show last night was Constellation Brands. And Constellation Brands, you had a MACD cross up here at 226. Um, this one is, you know, they've got the, they've announced their earnings. The dividend date is coming up November 3rd and the symbol is STZ. Um, and their dividend is 1.43. They're beating the S and P and that's kind of what, why I, I found it interesting is they have been beaten down. There's a bottom here at about 225. I think 220 is the, the absolute, uh, lowest it will go, but you've got a pretty good double top here. Uh, with, of 255, which probably is where it goes back to um, during a good time. And you can see on Finviz, I'm, I'm pointing it out, the double top here at 255. You buy this at 223. If it goes down, you don't care because you know this is a, a company that's ran well. Um, it will probably do well going into the fourth quarter. So I, I, I like this one. I like this one as a final trade. Um, TQQQ still under 20, I believe. Uh, I think it went over 20 yesterday, um, for, for a little bit. Uh, I know yesterday I said, Hey, buy the, the SQQQ and it was SQQQ was the call because that one traded like a monster yesterday. Um, TQQQ yesterday's range was $19 to $20. So not quite a 20, a 10% move. Um, but you do have a TQQQ. It's trading at 1932. Uh, I still think that SQQ is probably your trade. I think we got too hot over the first couple of days of this week. And here on Thursday, I think SQQ is your trade. Yesterday's uh, SQQQ traded at between 55 and 58. We were talking um, at when it was down around 55. I said, yeah, this one's trading outside the Bollinger Bands on the low part. I'd probably buy it here. Um, it ran all the way up to 58. So what'd you get? Almost six, seven, eight percent. Um, that was a pretty good, pretty good call by me. Uh, and I was making tomato soup at the time. Um, but yeah, you guys on um on uh on YouTube really benefit from that one. Uh Sammy Jackson asked, what time do I usually start? Eh, it's between eight and nine, Sammy. Um I try and come on. About eight thirty usually is when I come on. Uh, just so you know, if you guys are looking to listen to me record the podcast while I'm on YouTube live. So uh, let's run down oils up. Uvixi, we did a, a good, uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to show Active Trader Pro uh, because I wanted to show you, this is what I was talking about. This was where I was talking yesterday. Um, right after I got done with the podcast, we kind of talked about it on uh, YouTube live. Um, right here at about 55, I said, yeah, it's below those Bollinger Bands. I like that one. Uh, I almost took the trade, but then I decided, you know, I got to go make some soup. It's cold out. So I went and made soup. But whoever, I think somebody took the trade. Maybe Jesse had, maybe somebody else. Um, but I, I don't exactly know who took the trade, but somebody did. And somebody made some money. Hopefully you got out. Because remember, I told you, when it gets outside those Bollinger Bands, be careful when it comes back in, take your profits. Because that's when it's oversold. Um, and you can see that clearly on Active Trader Pro. Um, let me go back to my notes. Uh, Uvixi, we talked about Uvixi. Um, why does it not trade with the VIX? The VIX was up yesterday, I think two or three percent. Uh, I think it got to like 31 or 32, but Uvixi wasn't up. And when we looked at it on um online, I couldn't find a great explanation, but part of the explanation is it trades on the futures. So while Uvixi does trade um, on volatility, it doesn't move the same way that the VIX does in real time. It trades on the futures of the VIX. 
So that was a little bit of an explanation as to why it wasn't up as much as the VIX was up. Um, but the, the VIX, you know, it, it's hovering around 30. It's not moving. Um, you know, even though we're getting those big moves in the market and you should be around 24 with those, you know, two and 3% moves in the S and P it's just not moving. So, uh, Uvixi, I've kind of taken it off the play. Uh, we did have the buy-in here on September 14th at 1041. Uh, you've gotten the button hook, but because of the moving averages, my algorithm hasn't gotten you out. So you could have gotten out here with a nice 30% gain at 1341. Um, but it's right at 1236. You've got some gaps up. Um, you do have some gaps below that haven't been filled, uh, right about 10. So my assumption is that this is moving back to 10 at some point. Uh, but I think we're going to start moving down, but I don't know that the VIX is going to move up significantly. Uh, American airlines reported today, right after United reported yesterday, uh, airlines are reporting record revenues. Uh, all airlines have reported record revenues, Delta, United, and American right now. Um, they guided up. See, here's, and here's my point why I think the market is going to go back down. With airlines pointing out that, hey, we're having record revenues, and if you've flown in the past you know, three months like I have, dude, I'm getting middle seats. I mean, the middle seats on a Tuesday uh, flight. Yeah, that never happened before, but it's clear uh, the Fed has not killed demand. And when the Fed doesn't kill demand, what do they do? They raise rates. So there's a 75-point rate increase on the books uh, in the market priced in for November. You guys remember when the August 75-point uh, rate it was priced in. What happened on the day they announced it? Market crashed. So... Uh, if they're seeing employment numbers, which came out as fairly strong today, um, and you're seeing demand, airlines, travel, it's not, it's not coming out. The job market's not getting any better, uh, meaning any worse, meaning that you can still find a job if you want a job. Personally, I don't want a job. I like this job. But that's the danger that we're in. Um, tractor Supply Company, TSCO. I've traded this one in the past. It's an interesting one because um, they are outgrowing Home Depot and Lowe's by a large amount. Um, they did have this uh, downturn in 2022 at the beginning of this year. Where they, but you know, we go back here. I'll show you kind of a look at the weekly because you'll see the growth right after the pandemic. These guys actually started opening up more stores. Um, specifically, I, I've noticed in New Jersey, um, yeah, yeah, Jesse's right. September, December's already 0.75% uh, uh, point increase um, from the Fed as well. Um, it's all priced in, but you know, as those bond rates start moving up, I think every percentage so far, the move from uh, 1 to 2, the move from 2 to 3, the move from 3 to 4, because we're at 4% right now, each one has correlated to a 700-point uh, drop in the S&P. And so when you, you tr do another one, because we're at 4 right now, and it's going to move to 5, so you do another one, and you're at, let's see, the S&P right now is at 3695. You're below 3,000. So if we get to 5% on the bond market, boom, you're down. Tractor Supply Company, look at that growth. That growth is, uh, you know, again, they, they, they reported a record quarter again. Um, TSCL, let me see what they're doing in the pre-market. Um, they were up slightly, I think. Uh, yeah, 196, you're trading at 199. But when we run the algorithm on this one, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is yesterday we had a Home Depot cross. We had a cross up here at 191 on September 28th. Um, their dividend, TSCO, let me see, TSCO. Uh, oh, I have to remember to I'll do AT&T after this one. Their dividend is 1.87. They're down 17%, so they're beating the S&P. Um, they've got this uh, ascending triangle. They're in this trading range between 203 and 185. Uh, there's nothing super exciting about this, but if you haven't tried tractor supply, I would challenge you that next time you want to go into a Home Depot or you want pet food, 
Um, I buy my some of my pet food from there sometimes when I'm in New Jersey because it's actually cheaper than Amazon. But if you want something, go in there. Look at the store. It's kind of like a Dollar General. If you guys have driven around rural America, Dollar General is or, and um, Dollar General's famous for just putting up a um, a cheap building and putting non-perishables in there, um, and that's kind of what Tractor Supply is. But it's it's it. I, I I would expect to see more growth out of Tractor Supply than Home Depot and Lowe's. Um, DVR I posted yesterday. I think I posted on um Instagram yesterday. DVR it's got more confirmation, guys. It's got more confirmation. Um, forty seven was the buy in here on September fifteenth. You're at seventy three. Um, now it did dip down here towards those Bollinger bands, but see those Bollinger bands sinking up. Um, the 50 day is at the bottom of the Bollinger band, but you're right in the middle of this Bollinger band. You trade outside of it. It had to come down from there, but the algorithm hasn't gotten you out. And the algorithm, uh, when you look at DVR, look at the MACD, it's kind of making a move there. The, the strike line, which is the yellow is coming down, but this one's making a move up. So I, I still say that if you're in DVR, stay in DVR. I think I got you out based on this button hook, but it was too early. I think you could see a leg up here to 80. If you're not in DVR, I wouldn't get in because that gap down here, just to, there's other places you could put your money and just be patient. This one's going to come down when the market goes up. But this is home builders. Uh, they announced yesterday uh, the mortgage rate went to 7.2, a uh, 20 year high. So there's no reason you, that you shouldn't be in DVR at some point in time. The home builders are pulling back. Um, I said SQQQ was probably a good buy here. I do think that that probably TQQQ is go, will go over. Um, another one that, that I've just gotten wrong is Boyle. Boyle's down at 37. Um, the, the algorithm says don't buy in. And, and I continue to say Boyle's got to go up. At some point, natural gas has to go up. But it's just getting killed. Um, and if I knew where this one was going to go, uh, Nostradamus would, would have been a rich man during these, uh, these times, but clearly on the weekly here, Boyle uses that 200 day as a resistance level. And that's at 79, but you're trading at 37. You're not outside the Bollinger bands. You can see the Bollinger bands really dip down here. Um, and they really opened up on the, the way up where it traded outside the Bollinger bands from, March until June, that was the last time we said, hey, buy Boyle. And it ran from 30 up to 130. Um, and the next time was July where it ran from 40 up to 104. Uh, are we getting there now? I don't know. I mean, you're heading into winter. You're, you're, you're trading at about 37. Um, so far, it's been a warm winter in Europe. And that's what's killing natural gas. It's been a warm wi uh, winter in Europe. Uh, also, their storage has been uh, added to pretty much. So um, I do think that, that, that Boyle is a play. It, even the algorithm doesn't have you in now, though. Uh, if you're getting burned on Boyle, my apologies, but probably just buy KOLD. Uh, you're trading outside the Bollinger Bands on the downside on this one. I wouldn't sell Boyle right now and buy KOLD. I'd probably just wait and be patient with Boyle. Um, if you've lost more than 50%, take your losses because I think this one may go to the 20s. You can see that clearly the volume's starting to pick up, but it's all sale volume. And the RSI is down at 24. Um, Jordy on Instagram wanted me to look at Adobe, and this was from a while ago. And my apologies, Jordy. I knew somebody had written to me, but... Adobe, um, they had a MACD cross up here September 27th at 275. They're trading at 299. They've already announced their earnings. There's a gap here at 305. If you're not in this one, I don't know that you necessarily get into this one. Um, it's still expensive. Let me look at the PE real quick. Uh, this is a Kathy Woods favorite. It's trading, it's PE is 29. It's forward PE is 19. They don't have a dividend. It's 47% down. On the year, uh, it is 9% above its 52-week low. It is 57% below its 52-week high. The 52-week high is 700. It's never getting back up there. Um, you're at 300. I would probably say anything below 300 is a decent price on this one. 
because you are you're low here at 275. I mean that's your your low, your 52 week low is 274. So that you know, the algorithm got you in at 275. The algorithm loses you 25 percent. Uh, buying and holding the stock loses you 38 percent. You win. Um, 28% of the time, 25 positions, 28% of the time you win, your average wins 9.7. So Adobe, personally, I'm not super fan of it, but, um, yeah. Uh, the other one that Jordy wanted me to look at was PKG, Packaging Corporation of America. Um, and I'll read you, I have what I hope is a better request for an analysis, Packaging America. As the name suggests, they're a packaging products manufacturer. Although they have been beaten down in the market, they still show strong revenue numbers, which surprises me given the whole logistics mess we've had in the past years. So here's the, here's the chart. We'll look at the chart first. You've got, you just had your dividend X date on September 30th. There was a MACD cross up here at 115. You're trading at 114. Your earnings are coming up October 24th. So next week, you can clearly see that MACD has been an upward trajectory. But the stock hasn't moved. So the MACD's moving up, the RSI's moving up, but the stock's just been sitting there. And what that is, is you can see the Bollinger Bands are sinking up right before earnings. So the earnings are going to be key for this, and that's going to be a catalyst. Now, there is a, a gap here between 125 and 132. Uh, in my mind, that's where the stock wants to go. Um, just from looking at, again, a short-term play here. You can see if I pull this uh, volume shelf back here to its recent highs in May, uh, the bigger volume shelf is up here at 137, but you're forming a volume shelf between 113 and 115. Um, let's see if they're making money. Let's go to Finviz and look. They are making money. The PE is 10. Um, the dividend is 4.37%. So it's, it's nothing to you know, sneeze at. That's a pretty good dividend. Um, year to date, they're down 15%. So they are beating SPY. It has been beaten down. You can see the descending um, trend lines down here. So it is a descending stock um, uh, on the decline. You can clearly see even on the four-hour chart, it's, it's declining. The earnings are going to be key. And you can see 276 on the earnings, then 272, uh, then 323. Uh, it was obvious that big dividend kind of took it out of the stock. And once it was, um, the dividend was paid, you just saw it just dip down. Um, there you go. Yeah, your Bollinger Bands, you can see the Bollinger Bands here uh, right before the dividend was paid. I don't know what happened. Let's see if there was, uh, let's see the analyst. Analyst October 18th, downgrade, downgrade from Deutsche Bank, hold to sell. They have a $104 price target. September, Jeffries, hold to underperform, $112 price target. Um, there's a Zach's, a Zach's article, crap. When you should buy, simply Wall Street's crap too. 10 best dividend growth companies to buy now, September 26th. Look at that one, Insider Monkey. That'll kind of tell you where you, where you want to go. But from a, a, a chart standpoint, uh, again, it's a downward trending stock. I don't know that it's got anywhere to go from a support level. And that's the dangerous part is when you don't have support below, it could easily just continue to go down because it doesn't have a number that you can actually stop at. That gap up there um, that happened on September 16th, that worries me in that there was a catalyst there. There was some type of news. So that's where I would look at that one. Okay, scans. TXN, Texas Instruments. This is another boring. Oh, you know what? Before stands. I said that I would go over AT&T. AT&T blew out their earnings. They had really good growth. Um, this is a stock that I will first show you. Um, let's go to a weekly because this stock you'll see. Look at this. Since 2017, you haven't made any money. You've just been in a complete decline. This has been a mismanaged company left and right. You can clearly see recently, and again, this is weekly. So this goes from August or July, I should say. And you've been on the downside of this Bollinger Band. You've had no confirmation. And then this week, you're up. So let's go to the algorithm. I'll run this. The algorithm, it loses you 31% versus buying and holding loses you 27%. So the algorithm actually performs worse. And the reason it performs worse is because you just get faked out a lot. 
Um, 33 position, positions, you win only 24% of the time. Your average win is only 3.92%. Here's what I want to say about for um, AT&T. You had a buy-in at 15.19. You're up at 16.32. This has been a great, and it's still got confirmation here. But what I want to tell you about AT&T, it's just been a bad business to, to be in. Now, they've got a huge dividend. I think it's like 7%. Um, and the reason it, it yields at 7% is because it's, the stock is so cheap. The PE is 5. Uh, let's look at the company that I would steer you towards is Verizon. Their PE is 7. It's a little bit more expensive. Their dividend is 7.14. But with AT&T providing positive earnings, this one could turn around and could easily go back to 50. Now, I think AT&T could probably go to 20. I just don't trust AT&T. I think John Stegge, the, the uh, new CEO, is better than the old CEO, uh, Randall. Randall was just a, a freaking, ugh, God. He bought DirecTV. But look at Verizon. The Bollinger Bands are syncing up. You're trading at 36.74. The algorithm had you buy in at 36.72. Uh, so I like this one here. I do like it. Um, I think it's got a, a good Verizon. Their earnings are coming up, uh, after the bell, I think, uh, no, should be reported, I guess today. Um, yeah, before the bell, who knows, but I like Verizon. I think you'll see that their, um, their stock move. Thank you guys. I, I had to pause that one. Dog was crying. Uh, cross ups. I was talking about Verizon and AT&T, um, Texas Instruments. Uh, this was the one that I was going to go into. It's a boring company, um, but it's boring consistent. And they just had a cross up right here before earnings at 152.66. Um, this one has performed on earnings the last few times really, really well. Um, and, and I say really well seeing this downturn right here. Uh, but if you bought here at earnings... Uh, you could have held on to it. This is a, another one that if you just hold on to it, you're not getting burned. They're going to come back up to where, where they're trading. Um, let's see. Let's look at TXN. Um, they are down 19%. So they're right kind of in line with the S&P. The, P, uh, the, the PE is 16. They have a 3.25% dividend. They are 5% above their 52-week low, 24% below their 52-week high. Now, they might announce some, some weakening, um, but their dividend date is right after earnings. I don't think it's a bad play to think that this one at 152, um, let's see the chart on Finviz. It doesn't point out anything, but you can clearly see um, right there that kind of trend line. Um, it doesn't tell me what kind of trend line it is, but H&R means something. I just forget. Um, Again, it's broken this down bottom part. I, I Overall, I like it. Uh, XOM had a secondary. Uh, this is just kind of tells me that there's a second leg up because we went over it earlier. Their earnings are coming up. It just had another cross up. Uh, another one that I own, Oxy, that had a cross up. Um, this is one that you know Warren Buffett owns. I said, uh, I think on, on uh, YouTube Live, if this one closes over 70, with that cross up, I would say moving into earnings, we're looking super positive. Um, it's got a volume shelf here down around 66 that I think is going to provide you significant support. Um, it does have gaps down below it. If I pull this out, you'll clearly see those gaps below it. But I think this 64 to 66 provides us a very good base um, above the 200 day right there. So that gap down there, I would say this gap above at 73 to 75, that looks to be filled before the gap down below does. You can just, just clearly see that the, there's confirmation above that nine day. Um, the, the Bollinger Bands have cinched up since this one has. And Bollinger Bands cinching up like this usually mean up or down. Don't know, but with that cross up, it's kind of a positive move. Um, Teradyne is one that I own a very small position. I would th I think like a thousand bucks that I bought and I bought it way back when I am losing money on this one. I had a cross up at 73 right before earnings. The MACD's down. I do like this one to cover some of these gaps up. The, the problem that you have 
is, uh, I think this one's super expensive, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, nah, it's not too expensive now that it's come down. It's only got a 0.6% dividend, but it's 60%, 55% down on the year. It's 7% above its 52-week low. It's 56% below its 52-week high. So I, I like this one here. I, I own it. I think you could try and bet on that one, and that's why I put it in there. Um, Applied Materials, AMAT, they had a cross-up. Um, let's see. Did they announce it? Their earnings are coming up November 17th, followed by their dividend, and I think they have a pretty good dividend, Seventy seven twenty five. In a downward market like we've had, you can clearly see in a downward market, you get these false ones. There's gaps up above here. Now, here's the thing. As you see that button hook there, what you didn't, what you saw here was a button hook with a fake out. I don't know that the fake out doesn't necessarily happen again. And that's what I'm saying. The, 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 the positive of today or this week just kind of makes me think without any good news, you got the prime minister of England, uh, you got the, the resigning, you've got the uh, war in Ukraine still going on, you've got gas, gasoline issues going on, energy, inflation is still out of control, uh, the Fed is still raising rates. So I don't know that you necessarily go into this one, but I did want to bring it up because I, it, it's gone down so much. Uh, Marvel, Marvel Technologies is the same thing. You can see this gap up here between 46 and 47. Uh, look at the last purchase and September 29th, $43. It got you out here at 41. But you know, at 43, you rode all the way up to 48. You had your 10% and then you gapped down. So if you didn't take your profits, you're not listening to me. Uh, and that's Marvel Technologies, MRVL. Down at 38. Let's look at their, uh, look at this. Uh, they're not making money. Their forward PE is 13.89. They're 6.22 price to sales, 0.637% dividend. They're 7% above their 52-week high or 52-week low, which is 35. They're 50, 60% below their 52-week high of 93. Uh, October 11th, upgrade from Wells Fargo, equal to overweight. Price target 58. This trade is trading at 30, $38. So um, I do think that, that you guys have opportunities here. In my mind, with today opening down, I mean, you're pretty flat. Um, TQQQ is under 20. I still say that under 20, you're probably good on this one um, for the, the, the quote unquote long term, because at some point that gets up above 20. So TQQQ could start to get, um, you know, if we go down to 3,000, again, remember how I said, uh, here's the S&P. I'll, I'll show you the S&P. So if you looked at the S&P, let's do it. Uh, let's look at SPY. We'll look at SPY. Because 700 points for every 1% raise in interest rates uh, on the 10-year uh, from... 1% to 2%, 2% to 3%, and 3% to 4%, we're going to get to 5. You're just going to get to 5. I mean, that's just inevitable we're going to get to 5. But when you saw that, that was uh, 70 points. Because you can see, uh, let's move back. Let's do a weekly. Uh, let's move to a weekly. Da, 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 um, here's the weekly. So here's January um, right here, 474. Um, 70 points down, you're down at 400, where you go one to 1%. This was February where you first started raising. Then you went February to April. They raised a second time. 70 points down is 380. Um, I don't know, four, yeah, 400, 340. Uh, and then you move down again, down there. So 70 points from 30... Three, say 370, you're down at 300. So if when we move to 5%, and I don't know that 5% is going to get there uh, with this rate move of 0.75 because that's already priced in, but with the December at 0.75, Jesse brings up a good point. That's most likely when we get to 5%, you're down at 3,000. Um, so I, I, the volume shelves that you're looking at here, I would move this to there and see how you just don't have a lot of volume uh, to support down here. Uh, 
And the reason is just because you've been in a downward market. But if I move it back to where we were trading here, you can clearly see, let's move it back to the COVID lows. Do, do, do. Move it back there. See where you have uh, this jutting out right here? You're, you're just using that 200-day right now. When you move below that 200-day, that's where we kind of get in danger. And you're still on the downside of the, the nine uh, the nine day right there. So I think that's a good overview of the market. Um, yeah, Stefan, I'll give you advice on YouTube Live. But uh, it's been an hour. I've rambled enough. Uh, hit me up on the socials. Remember, thank you guys for supporting the podcast with your tips. Um, uh, anything that you guys want me to talk about, hit me up on social media. Uh, share the podcast too. I think today, or maybe tomorrow, I'm doing another um, election insider with Rick, Richard Barron. Uh, if you want to look that one up, I need to add that to my link tree. But if you have any questions, hit me up. Take care. I'm finishing the podcast.